Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. There was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap. And Kevin are not buried yet. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! It was hard, fast football after that. And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin. Hello and welcome to the first McAvoy Super Value podcast for 2016 on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donahue, and again I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo Celt. Uh, we've had a busy start to the year, or you have. I, uh, I I got away for a busy few weeks, but you got to see a hell of a lot of football. Um, starting, I suppose, with the McKenna Cup. Um, what did you think? Were you happy enough with Cavan? Uh, January has been a happy hunting ground for Cavan in the last few years. The under twenty ones have generally done very well, and the uh, Seniors, of course, have reached the final of the last two McKenna Cups. Now, I, I felt going into the... I saw all the McKenna Cup games, and I felt going to Armagh for the Derry game. Cavan, I said it, and I was commentating along with Mickey Brennan on Nor- Northern Sound that day, and I said at the start that I felt that Cavan mightn't be that annoyed if the game got away from them. They started well, they looked really up for it, but after 20 minutes, they had nothing left in the legs. So we were told up there by, by someone who knew that, that they had trained hard the evening before, which made sense. Which and I was so happy to hear it because if they had enough, you'd you'd be holding your head in your hands and say, "Are Derry that far ahead of Cavan?" Because they ran through Cavan that day. But you'd have to be very happy with, with what you saw in terms of the new players who've come in. Was there any disadvantage in not making the the McKenna Cup final, considering you're going to be playing Derry and Tyrone later on? So, you know, there's there's not really is there a point in breeding contempt by getting over familiar that, well that's it familiarity is right breeds contempt but it's like the whole debate about the All-Ireland uh, Championship as well you might beat the top team once the, you know the Dublins and the Kilkenny's and the Hurland yeah. you know when they have a second chance you might catch them once hard to catch them twice so even if I'd, Cavan, I'd fear for Longford when they meet Dublin next time oh, <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> like, and the same for Cavan if they had of if they had of beaten Tyrone it would have been very hard to beat them in the league now Cavan I don't know what way the fixtures computer works in Crow Park, but we're drawn away from home again on the first round of the league, and I make that I think it's eleven times in twelve years we've been away from home on the first day, which is amazing. Oh, and in all that time, we've only won one game, um, which was the the home game. Sorry, we won two. We beat Roscommon away when Tommy Carr was manager. And we beat Fermanagh at home. We drew a couple of games, but we lost the rest. So our home re- our first day record is terrible. Admittedly, most of the time it's away from home, but you know, looking at it. Only only a biased Cavan fan like us would tip Cavan on Sunday because Tyrone are coming on. They won the under twenty one All Ireland during the senior All Ireland semi final. They've won a McKenna Cup uh, in in fine style last week. With five or four, I think four of the subs that came on for Tyrone accounted for one eleven out of one twenty two. Yeah, they're starting to put together a really strong panel again. Yeah, we can only talk about Cavan really because it's Cavan that we're familiar with and. Cavan, Cavan, Martin Riley said recently in an interview that he feels it's the best Cavan panel that he's been involved with. They lost a lot of players, but a lot of the players they lost were panellists. Good panellists, you're talking about the Paul Smith, Barry Riley, these type of players. Good players who were coming on in championship games and doing well, but um, they didn't lose any of any of their really marquee names, I suppose, and that's what respect to the fellas that they did lose. So they've brought back a couple of potential marquee names in Keating and Givney and Johnston. Mm-hmm. Um, O'Mara's back in Nets as well. So uh, probably the, the panel is a little bit stronger. Numerically, they lost fellas, but they've addressed that. They've brought in uh, new fellas. And of the fellas who came in, Liam Buchanan caught the eye. And I suppose Ender Henry was the one everyone was talking about because he had a couple of very good games. Yeah, it, it 
it almost Ender Henry bucks the trend um, for a number of reasons well for one particular reason that he's not a product of the underage system in Cavan he's he's a late developer like I, I think Ender Henry would be 26 maybe 25 26 27 maybe even and now he's coming into the panel but he doesn't look out of place no he does not the thing that he has uh, that gives him a fighting chance of making it it's so hard to make it if you haven't come through yeah. because it's such a shock to the system and I wasn't surprised to see him be taken off at half time against Derry because I'd say his body's only getting used to the training he's probably doing at the moment, which is probably harder than any training he's ever done. Yeah. Whereas other fellas at least have done it on a 21 or minor. But what he has is speed and a great engine. And, you know, it's hard to coach that. Yeah, can't. He, he can't coach it. And he's he's got that in abundance. I know he does a bit of amateur athletics. And I've seen those times for 5K road races and stuff like that. He's clocking out 17 minutes. So, like, even if he was just an athlete and not a footballer, he's a good athlete. He's a great runner. Yeah. And like I've seen sometimes in those charity runs and stuff, some of the cabin footballers take part and you see the list of results and they'd be clocking in around 20, 21 minutes, which is a very respectable time. Mm. But you're talking the elite runners are doing it in 15, 16, 17. So that's the kind of fitness that Henry has and he's only going to get fitter. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Looking ahead to the Tyrone game, um, will we see much game time for the likes of Keaton, Johnston, Givney? These lads, is Garrod going to be back? What's the word? Yeah, Garrod's going to be back and he's going to captain the team because I spoke to Terry Hyland this morning and he confirmed that. I know Martin Riley was captain in the McKenna Cup but Garrod is going to be captain now for the league. Um, hard, hard to tell by Terry. Obviously, he wasn't going to tell me his starting team but from what he did tell me, I know Massey Core is out with suspension which we knew. Um, uh, Liam Buchanan is a doubt uh, around the middle of the field and also um, there's, there's someone else missing as well. Oh, sorry, Jason McLaughlin. He's been missing. He didn't play any mechanic up because he got injured in a challenge. So other than that, he seemed to think that everyone was fit. I did put it to him that that Keating and Given he looked like they needed a little bit more game time. And Terry kind of said, "Well, um, now's the time. The game's coming taking fast." So I got the impression from him that we will see a lot of them. Um, now I I thought Givney showed a little bit better than Keating in the McKenna Cup. Okay. Um, the flashes that we saw from him he got sent off after five minutes the Armagh game you were at that yeah. one yeah I didn't see any of them really <laughs> yeah so he didn't see much from that day but he, he showed some good flashes but again he, he's a little bit rusty which is understandable Keating the same uh, didn't start any games so he's coming on um, and trying to make an impact trying hard like maybe o- trying too hard yeah. and sometimes some of the, he, sh- he won some good ball like, but he, some of the shooting didn't come off for him but like we know that he's a, he's a quality player another player that's exciting sorry I should have mentioned him was Paul O'Connor Came two, off the bench. 2-2 two, two or 2-1? Two, 2-1 one. Two, one in about 15 or 16 minutes against Jordan's Island. And I mean, he did something that no Cavan player has done in years. He got a ball 30 yards out. There was absolutely no goal on. No way was there a goal on. But what he did was, he went to give a hand pass. It wasn't a dummy, but the defender bought it and went. Lost his, lost his foot. And at the last second, O'Connor pulled back on the hand pass. Made it look like a dummy. And left the defender for dead. He he gathered up some momentum, met the next defender at pace because he had skipped the tackle the first time, skinned that fella and just he only had eyes for the net, he put it in the top corner. It was just something that would get you off your feet. And his confidence was up, he kicked a great point and then he kicked uh, then he got up and fisted a goal. 
then against, he had a good game against Monaghan he got a couple of points including a great point at the end which which we thought was going to be the winner vital one the outside of the boot and then against against Derry he was taken off at half time but I felt sorry for him because he hit the upright twice and he had another ball he actually picked it up put it over the bar the ref blew it up for lift, a lift ball and it was a lift ball but he was his handling let him down but that was because he was trying so hard to make an impression so I think O'Connor is one to watch he's one he's there's an intangible factor about O'Connor because we don't know how good he is because injury has stopped injury him has stopped every him. single time I, like he could have laid up the Cavan Championship in the last couple of years for all yeah. we know but he's got injured yeah. but he was a good under 21 so mm. has he improved since then he's sure he's got stronger and uh, older and more experienced and all that stuff so I think O'Connor definitely and his pedigree is good of course because we know there's good footballers in his family as well his cousins are top footballers so yeah, he's he's an exciting player as well he definitely is I suppose we'll move it on to another exciting player um, and with the under 21s he's part of the senior panel but the under 21s of course qualified for the Hastings Cup final with a victory over Longford last Friday night um, but Tom Hayes another exciting player at the minute oh, he, he was brilliant last Friday night absolutely brilliant he was absolutely electrifying in, in the first half last Friday I thought he tired a little bit but he's probably got a busy schedule at the minute they're, they're using him kind of sparingly but he's still you know every time you, you you get up you get up you go to a game it's all taken a little bit out of you so yeah. he, he's, he mightn't have played all that much football but he's he's still there in all these games he's warming up he's getting ready to come on so he still ha- he has had a hectic schedule between between under 21 and senior but he was brilliant the other night absolutely brilliant his ball winning is unbelievable for a small fella mm. and uh very direct. He thought he was brilliant when he came on against Armagh. So I thought he looked a little bit jaded last year, but he's back to his best. Definitely did. Yeah, he wasn't near his best last year, but uh, the first half performance against Longford was phenomenal. Without scoring, I think he was fouled four or five times, and Cavan converted all the frees. You know, he was he was instrumental in Cavan's first half display. But there's there's a lot of good displays on that Cavan team as well. They seem to be settled. Great to get a clean sheet last week which was a problem in the previous game so I suppose Niall Lynch and co are they're gradually finding their feet it's only when you're involved with the panel and start working with them that they can start to realise where the the issues the strengths and the weaknesses might be and start to devise a game plan around it Well that's the big thing Damien because he did, he did say last week Niall Lynch after the game that they're playing 15 on 15 at the minute and his reasoning for that was Number one, they've only had two field sessions because the games have become taken fast. Mm-hmm. They've had challenge games, then they had Hastings Cup games. And number two, he said it's it's if if you, you instruct lads to go out and play a particular system that they haven't practiced while you're trying to judge fellas and cut your panel, it's probably not fair. If you're asking a fella to play a sweeper role and he's never played it and he hasn't practiced it, you're not getting a fair indication of that mm-hmm. fella's ability. So, which is a very level-headed approach, I have to say, to to his first year involved. The easiest thing for Niall to go in and do would be to try and say, well, we're going to do exactly what the previous management have done and stick to it. And therefore, people who don't slot into that system won't ever make the panel. So he is bringing a different approach to it and he's putting his own stamp on it. He's not just living off the heels of the previous management. Yeah, no, he is. And he's he's got it. He has the, the link in terms of Rowan and Carl and the bit of continuity, but he also has, has our buddy Mickey Hannon in there as well. And like, there's not many football brains better than Mickey Hannon. And Niall Lynch himself, he, he has definitely earned a shot at this job. His his track record is very, very good. 
he's probably got the best track record of, of young up and coming managers in, in in this county without a doubt he has, yeah, he I, I'd has. Say he has. he's won two senior ch- championships so look at um, just pipping me <laughs> <laughs> I said young <laughs> but uh, yeah no I, I hold out a lot of hope for them for the under 21s the, the, the difficult thing is going to be to know their, their, their team imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family run countryside estates located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan Crover House Hotel in Cavan offers a personal service to each couple I thought with Cavan, the Cavan senior team, what I was saying to Mickey on the radio last night was, Terry will know the probably know the fifteen he wants, but he might know what, what position to play them in. Now, if you look at the half back line, like Niall Murray has to start. Connor Minor was really good attack wise. He was brilliant. Probably neglected his defensive duties a little bit, but going forward, brilliant. His sweeping up was brilliant. Is this is this a new idea or a new tactic of Cavan? to just have a ridiculously attacking half-back line. Because it appears that way with Dara McVitie, he, he, he can drive forward at pace. Conor Moyna seemed to have the shackles let off completely and Niall Murray the same. So it's it, it looks, and Kieran Brady as well, a driving attacking half-back. Yeah, you're right. Well, look, at, I suppose you have the culture cloth to suit what you have and Cavan have attacking half-backs. An abundance of good, abundance. And, and with speed. At wit speed, like I, I personally think Murray is turning into a great player. Yeah, I think he's been slow to the boil because he was a forward of his underage, and maybe didn't have the qualities to make it at senior intercounty level as a forward. But since he's been, since he's turned into a back, he's improved no end. I think he's brilliant, absolutely. Top you player. have to give him huge, uh, huge admiration or, or huge props for adjusting his game. How many players in his position would have continued to try and be the forward and be the forward? But when he was asked to go back, and I think it was Cavan Gill's club games a few years ago at senior level that he was asked to go back into the back line and, and went back in done his best and just adjusted his game completely reinvented his game and you see the benefits of it now he's phenomenal yeah but someone must have looked at his at his qualities and said look you take so many boxes for for a half back like he, he's not a tri- he doesn't have trickery like that's not one of his his strengths like he's not a um a, a Johnston type. Yeah. He doesn't have a, have that. But what he has is pace. He covered the ground. He can carry the ball. He he can get on the overlap and kick a good score when he cuts yeah. in from the left. He's doesn't done it so many times. So he does have all those attributes. I I I just think he's excellent. I, I remember him scoring eight points in a minor final uh, in two thousand and eight. I think it was, and he came on in the senior final after. And back then he was a forward out and out. It looked like a a forward in the making. And he, of course he got a goal in the under twenty one Ulster final in two thousand and eleven as a forward. But um. He's reinvented himself, as you say, as a back. So f- f- you have to say hat off to him. Just bringing it back to the under twenty ones, the uh, I suppose it's a surprise that it was awfully, awfully were well beaten by Longford in the group stages, and people would have thought that Westmead looked the strongest outfit of all. Westmead exposed Cavan for four goals, but then awfully exposed Westmead for two. So Cavan's defence are going to be tested at the weekend. Yeah, that's I wasn't at the Westmead game, but. It sounds stupid, but it seemingly it was four soft goals, like th- four goals against the run of play. I think it was there was a forty-five went at the top corner. There was another one, which was if it was soccer, it would have went down as an OG, where it was kind of going wide and it was it was turned into a Cavan net. So seemingly it was against the run of play. But Cavan didn't score in the second half at the same time mm. that day after getting back into the game. Um, it is a surprise, and it's a good opportunity to beat Offaly. But you know, it's nice. I suppose it's nice to win a cup if you can beat Offaly. It's nice to win a cup, but but. 
a really good game. I will, they might get a really good game and they might even get beaten, but a really good game is just as important now, five or six weeks before Championship. I think that other 21 game is on the 16th of March, so don't have that long. No, that's it. Six weeks, I think, from Wednesday coming. So okay. There'll be it'll, it'll it'll come very very fast. So, uh, last it seemed like a year since we were in Bally Buffet. No, no, well, a night to forget. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately. Do you need insurance for your business? Why not contact the experts at BBI Ireland and join the winning team situated at Town Hall Street, Cavan, for all your property, farm, and business needs. Make BBI Ireland your first choice. Log on to bbiireland.ie or contact Anthony Ford or Desi Smith in Cavan on 049 433 1038. Yeah. Lastly, um, obviously that, uh, well not obviously, but that on the 21 Hastings Cup final we will have full live coverage here on wearecavan.com. It's from 2pm on Saturday coming. So uh, finally then the the other live full live game we'll have on We Are Cavan is on Friday afternoon. It's a the, a first for us. We're covering the Ulster College's uh, St Pat's McRory team. They're taking on Mahara Felt. It's in Kiligary at 3pm on Friday. So while you're at your desk you can log on to We Are Cavan and get a full commentary of uh, St Pat's uh, opening game in the their attempt to retain the McRory Cup. But it's... Um, I seen an interview with Father Kevin Fay on the Ulster College's website, and he's playing it down now. He's saying that they've they've lost too many players and they're not physically very strong at all, and they you know they won't be there thereabouts at all. They'll they'll they'll, they'll be nowhere in the mix. So that's always something to be wary of when Father Kevin's playing it down. Yeah, well, um, I know from talking to some of the lads that they fancy this one. They're well up for it. Um, looking at the team, is it as strong a team as last year? Um, I'm not sure if it is as strong a team as last year, um, but last year they won the they won it well. In fairness, they were by mm. far the best team in Ulster last year. Even if they were a couple of points of worst team this year, they'll still be good enough. Yeah, uh, you'd imagine. Now the, the the big man I suppose they're missing is literally a big man and Thomas Gallagher in the middle of the field. They're missing Pierce Smith and Key McManus, the joint David captains, Brady. and David Brady of course as well. So they, they are missing fellas, but David didn't play all that much in Ulster because he got That's injured. Right. I think he only came on the final, yeah. and we had a great game in the semi final. So they are missing fellas, but they have, they have Ryan O'Neill to come back. He hasn't played much. He's been injured. Um, they still have Thomas Edward Donahue inside. They've got Stephen Smith there, currently minor, wing half forward. They've got da- David Wilson's playing around the middle of the field. Connor Brady from Garner has come into the, t- into the school. He's in the middle of the field. Derek Kennedy. Derek Kennedy as well, man of the match for me in the McCrory final last year. So the, the, it's still a very good side. And they've also got the man who, in many ways, won them the McCrory last year, which is Fergal O'Rourke. And that's... Mm. So yeah. it's a good team. Big plus it should be should be and they still have Paul Leddy, I think, yeah, is still available and um there's quite a few like so they're, they're, I don't think it's gonna be a weak team in fairness. It's gonna be strong, but it's uh it's it's an opening round home game, so tune into We Are Cavan on Friday at three o'clock. Um, you know, you can be sure it's a well prepared team. Fimber Riley will have left no stone untorn to getting them into the the shape that they need to be in so it'll just be interesting to see but it'll be good to see the, the winners of this game go on and play St Pat's Dungannon who are favourites for the McCrory this year Yeah it's a tough draw I know Dungannon have a lot, of, a lot of last year's team back and they were very a very young team last year they kind of got to that final against the head and fairness to pull up to Cavan a lot last year in the first half but I, did, I always mm. felt Cavan were the better team and they were a little bit nervous and there's a lot of tension in that game but they end up winning it by 10 odd points but we all wish them well we sure do, we sure do. 
If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. That's uh, all we have for today's uh, McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. But stay tuned to us later on in the week where hopefully we'll be bringing you some more podcasts, uh, maybe getting a few guests in. We're hoping to have Paddy Shannon in soon to discuss the changes in the club championship and the club league scene because there was a, a lot of changes that have been brought in and, and uh, maybe we'll have a panel discussion on it on the pros and cons and then we'll uh, we'll also reflect back on the um, on the the Hastings Cup when it's finished with maybe Michael Hannon or Mickey Graham or somebody like that coming in for us. I want to welcome on board um, our latest sponsor there, Callahan Electrical, Kieran Callahan. So thanks very much for getting involved. And anybody else who would like to get involved with us here at We Are Cavan, you can email us at wearecavan at gmail.com. Or if you have any views that you'd like us to bring up on a podcast or just to say hello to you, you can contact us on Twitter at We Are Cavan or get in contact on Facebook. So from myself, Damien Donahue, and from Paul Fitzpatrick, thanks for listening. Club V is Cavan's best over 21s entertainment venue. With state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar, as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area, so you can sit, relax, and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel.